Welcome to the second episode of Creator All-Stars. Um, just a little recap, Creator All-Stars is a call-in original show where we'll be interviewing some of the coolest creators in the game. So think the most innovative, interesting, smart, you know, intriguing people who are doing some really incredible things um, across all kinds of social media platforms, some from Etsy super sellers to TikTok rock stars. We cover it all. Um, and let me turn it over to my wonderful co-host, Phil, uh, to get us started. Thanks so much, Olivia. This is great. Really excited to welcome this week's guest. And like you said, it's Sunday evening. That means Creator All-Stars. And as you mentioned, yes, it's TikTok, Instagram. It's also Etsy, eBay. But, you know, in light of the fact that we have an amazing guest tonight who actually covers even more media we're going to talk a little bit about Pinterest. We're going to talk about Amazon sellers, uh, as well as YouTubers and Instagrammers and uh, folks uh, on TikTok. Uh, Pinterest is also something very important to our guest tonight. She has a ton of followers there. Uh, why don't we go to the introduction? Uh, should we jump right in? What do you think? Yes, please introduce our guest. So... Jillian is not only a friend and become a, a thought leader in the area of creators and online entrepreneurship. Uh, she was a classmate of mine in business school, so we've known each other for a number of years. She is the founder of Catch My Party, which has literally over 2 million followers across all social media platforms. Yes, 2 million uh, as well as the host of the Blogger Genius podcast, which I believe has over 200 episodes and close to 300,000 downloads, and launched Milo Tree, and she's going to tell us all about it. So she's a founder of Milo Tree. Let's welcome Jillian Leslie. Hi, hello everybody. It's so I'm so psyched to be here. So yeah, you know the one thing that I would say is. Phil is Philip, as you were introducing me, it kind of sounds like some sort of linear path. And I want to tell you, being an online entrepreneur is anything but linear. It really is. And you like to talk about emergent businesses and emergent business building. Let's just jump right in. First, thank you for joining us. It's always great to connect, Jillian. Oh, yes, absolutely. So tell us I about emergent business building. I would say this, as a creator, what you're looking for is gold. And I, I think of creators as miners. Like you go out into the hills and you've got a pickaxe and you are mining for gold. And you don't necessarily know where the gold is. However, chances are you've got a hypothesis because you're probably an expert at something. Now, when I say expert, a lot of people freak out. And what I mean by that is expert with a small E, not a capital E. But let's say, you know, you've got this passion for, I don't know, a surf, snowboarding and you know lots of ins and outs. And I know nothing about snowboarding, by the way, but like you just feel like you've got stuff to share. Great. So what I recommend is you start creating content all about snowboarding. And you try to find your people. And this is one of those things where a lot of times people will say, well, I don't like Instagram, so I'm not going to be on Instagram. And I say to you, if your audience is on Instagram, guess what? Get onto Instagram. Like, it's not about you. 
It's about you solving problems for your ideal audience. So snowboarding, okay, great. What can I share that people will be drawn to? And that's mining for gold. So it's like, hey, I'm gonna put this content out. Is it gonna hit? I'm gonna do some TikToks. Um, are people responding? Is this going wild? Are, is it crickets? Okay, I'm gonna try a different platform like Instagram or even Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or wherever. And what you're trying to find is where people are showing up for you. But again, it's not really you. It's really for them, but you're providing something of value. And from this, you start building. That's so interesting, Jillian. I really, I want to, I want to ask you about sort of this, this idea of mining and like talking about your audience and doing it for your audience and knowing your audience. How do you sort of balance that? knowledge of the focus being on the audience with also, you know, remaining true to yourself as cre- as a creator. And, and, you know, people talk about how important authenticity is and how important it is to know yourself and stay true to yourself. What, what is sort of the balance, the fine line between, you know, doing it for you and to be true to you, but like you're saying, really mining for your gold and for the audience themselves. Follow your audience. I mean, mean, I love that. Don't show up inauthentically. Mm -hmm. But if you are building a business, you know, okay, so we help people start blogs. And yes, I do recommend all creators have a blog because it's your space on the internet that you own. Otherwise, you are a sharecropper. However, people will come to me and go, I'm going to start a blog. And I just want to write about like what I want to write about. And I go, okay. I go, do you want to start a business? And they'll say, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely a business. And I go, well, that's not a business. So a business is about serving others. It's not about you. I mean, meaning you're the figurehead, you're the expert, but really, like, nobody cares about me. Like, you know, it's so funny because in the beginning with Instagram, you know, we had Catch My Party. We've grown it to, I think we have like 165,000 followers. Wow. And I post something like of my daughter. This is how I learned this. And I, it would be like the cutest photo ever. Nobody cared. Crickets. But mm. because I'm party ideas, I'd post some party idea and people would love it. And I learned to not take it personally. People don't care about my daughter on the jungle gym. What they care about is like this beautiful dessert table. So that's where knowing your audience and being able to serve them is by far the most important thing you can do. This is amazing. And knowing your audience is so important as a creator. Let's take a step back, in fact, and apply that to your own evolution. How did you, you were writing in Hollywood. How did you end up launching catch my party what was that transition like and how did you end up building that into such a successful uh business and endeavor with so much traction across so many different media well again this is a good example of this i was a writer in hollywood writing teen girl comedies and my husband was head of product at myspace back in the heyday And guess what he was dealing with? Teens. So we said to ourselves, you know what? We want to work together. Let's create something on the side as a side hustle before that was even a thing. So we came up with this idea of let's do a social photo sharing site for teen girls to share photos of things like their sweet 16s 
or their quinceañeras or bar and bat mitzvahs or proms, that kind of thing. So we hired some, some developers in Indonesia to help us build our site. And then we had this site, but we had that chicken and egg problem. How do we get teen girls to put their photos up, the party photos up on our site so other teen girls will want to come and look at those parties? And here I am, a 30-something-year-old woman, and I'm chasing teen girls around the internet and kind of being stalkery and going like, hey, I just created this site. Like, hey, you know, would you put your party photos up on our site? And I got nowhere, nowhere. And then one day, in fact, I remember we we're on vacation in Palm Springs. And lo and behold, a party, somebody shared party photos on our site. And it was a mom with something like a Minnie Mouse party, but she had an Etsy shop. And so she put her party photos up so that she could advertise her Etsy shop and show off this beautiful party. And then she added a party. And then another mom with an Etsy shop added a party. So again, beautiful photos, like beautiful parties, super aspirational. However, I turned to my husband and I said, oh no, we messed up. This is not our audience. Like what teen girl is going to want to put her party photos up on a site with like Minnie Mouse parties and My Little Pony parties? And then we took a step back and we said, huh, maybe this is our site. So we set out to create something for teen girls. Teen girls did not show up, but we served another need that we didn't even know existed, which is we were this platform where Etsy shop owners discovered us and started adding content because we could drive traffic to them. And it was so interesting because the lesson that we got is you put it out there. Remember, I said you have a hypothesis. So our hypothesis was wrong. It ultimately led to something else. But you have to be open to changing that and to recognizing you are co-creating with your audience. So this goes back to when I said, hey, I'm a creator and I don't like Instagram. Well, guess what? Good for you. But if your audience is on Instagram, you're on Instagram. I at first was freaked out that there were these like little kid parties on my site. And then ultimately I embraced it and we built this huge business off of that. That's so interesting. And and really it's it's it exactly ties back to what you were saying in the beginning of sort of, you know, screw you as the individual. Like it's what does your audience want? You know, like it's not you can't take it too personally. You've got to see how the people come to you. And, you know, would you say that that was the biggest surprise that you had with Catch My Party of this moment of like, huh, like there are new people showing up. This is not what I was expecting. Um, did that feel like a challenge? Did it feel disappointing? Did it feel overwhelming? Like what was the emotional response to it? And then how did you, you know, was there like a conversation with your husband? Was there, you know, like how did it sort yeah. of, how did you guys get get ready, roll with the punches, move on to the next thing? I think that what happened was at first I was freaked out and I was like, we need to delete these parties. <laughs> and then I think we just took the weekend in Palm Springs and we're like, no, you know what? Let's lean into this. And my husband was like, yes, let's highlight. Cause before you could add links, but it wasn't super clear how. And my husband who's a developer was like, let's make it easy for these people to link to their Etsy shops. Like let's, Get, let, like, let's find the win-win. And that was like so enlightening that like you got to give to get. And the more it becomes collaborative, like I'm not trying to use you. This is a win-win. 
how could we find more of those? So an example of something that was very surprising. So we have party photos and party ideas, and we got approached by a party supply store in Utah. Really successful. I don't know. They've got maybe 50 stores uh, like kind of through the West. And they're like, hey, we want to put a party. We want to put a party supply store on your site. And we were like, oh, that makes so much sense. People are coming to our site looking for party ideas. We could sell them party supplies. So one thing we did, they wanted to literally build a store for us. And thank God my husband was like, no, no, no. We're going to test it with a Shopify store. So they put their feed of products through the Shopify store. We added the Shopify store to our site. And we loved these guys. Like we loved working with them. I used to joke. My daughter at the time was probably like four. And I was like, I would totally trust my daughter with these guys. Like they were just so like wonderful partners. And the party supply store failed, failed. We got virtually no sales and we spent so much time tweaking the store, optimizing it for SEO. No matter what we did, nothing worked. But here's the thing. You think to yourself, duh, that is a no brainer. Party, party inspirations, party supply store. Why is that not connecting? We love these guys. We love being in business with them. And for whatever reason, and what we think is people come to our site at the early kind of inspiration stage of their party planning, and they're not ready to buy party supplies. So ultimately, we had to take the store down. Like it was a huge failure. And my lesson there was, even though intellectually, it seemed like such a good idea. We love our partners, like everything is lined up for success. It didn't succeed. And I wish we had pulled the plug earlier. So that's why I say you've got to test stuff, test cheaply, test fast, and pull up when things are not working. This ties in really perfectly. A great segue to a uh, a special uh, document, lesson, set of lessons, podcast that you've created, Five Secrets Successful Bloggers Already Know. And let's substitute the word bloggers with creators. So bloggers are creators. One of them is test. I believe they test fast and often and take failure in stride. Seems like this is an amazing illustration of that in the path for catch my party. But we didn't learn it. I mean, we did learn it eventually, but we stuck in there too long. Like that's where I am always like test, figure out the cheapest ways to test your ideas. Because remember, you're a miner. You don't know where the gold is. So guess what? The goal, So here's a perfect example. Uh, so back to the party supplies. I go to a conference. Uh, so we decide that instead of putting, you know, having a store, we could pull Etsy products onto our site. If you go to our site now there, it's filled with like hundreds of thousands of Etsy products Yes, because it was just a way to help our audience. It was not because we were monetizing it. There was no way to monetize at that point with Etsy, but we thought, you know, what would be helpful and would make the experience on catch my party more robust. Cause remember we just care about our audience serving our audience. And so I had, we pulled in party supplies and then I was at a conference with a, a friend of mine and she says to me, well, you know, Etsy just rolled out an affiliate program. And I go, what? And 
She's like, oh yeah, like maybe like six months ago. And I go, what? And boom, we were able to turn on their affiliate program and we made more money than we would ever have thought we could make, much more money than we ever made with the party supply store. But again, we didn't go into this thinking and then we're gonna pull a bunch of affiliate products onto our site. It was like a happy accident. So we kind of set ourselves up by making a decision to help our audience and then boom, there was like a monetization button and we could just turn it on. And that is one of the great ways that we're able to monetize. So this classic example of emergent business building, something emerged, you discovered it, you were a miner, you said, so a few things, let's take a step back, let's recap some of these key lessons and key points for our creators. Be a miner, test fast. In your case, you wish you had iterated even faster, but it's a great lesson that you now carry forward. Uh, you started to uh, feature these Etsy products because you listened to your audience, something that they wanted. You served your audience. Then the Etsy business model with affiliates emerged. You took advantage of that and that helped get this business to where it is today. Am I right? What, what am I missing there? Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. And what we also learned was the market knows best. So what happened is when we put the party supply store on our site, you know, you could only serve so many party supplies. With Etsy, the way it works is somebody clicks over to Etsy and Etsy puts a cookie on their on their on their computer. So all they have to do is buy something on Etsy within I think it's 30 days and we make a commission on whatever they purchase. So therefore, I don't have to tell you that you're going to buy this tiara or this tablecloth. You can buy whatever you want on Etsy. So whereas when we did the party supply store, it was like, ooh, what kinds of products should we feature? And it was like, no, no, no that's too hard to predict. So it was a much better way to monetize because all I care about is a cookie being put on your computer and then go buy whatever you want. Brilliant. This is a, first of all, extremely valuable lessons in here for creators as they're building their businesses. Olivia and I really want to know a lot more about Catch My Party, but we're on limited time. How did you, first, let's just also summarize the success of Catch My Party and where it is today, cut to 2022. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have over 140,000 followers on Facebook, over 160,000 followers on Instagram, and over 1.7 million followers on Pinterest for Catch My Party today. Is that right? Yes. Now, I will tell you that every social network has a cycle. And so if, for example, you decided you wanted to grow an Instagram account to 165,000 followers, that is much harder today than it was when we started. So I could get follower, I could get a thousand followers a day back in the day. Now it's much slower because Instagram has kind of changed and it's a much more, uh, populated platform. So every like, like uh, Pinterest also, again, like <laughs> these are all real followers and it matters on Pinterest, just like it matters on Instagram, but just know like there's an opportunity right now on TikTok. So if you're not like leaning into TikTok and you're a creator 
I recommend you do that because you can go viral on TikTok much more easily, say, than on Instagram doing reels. So yes, so we've done, we, we've grown our followers and that's been insanely awesome. And we built a tool. So what happened was I was sharing this in the Instagram live we were just doing. So catch my party, getting all this traffic and we were getting so much traffic from Facebook. And then Facebook started tightening the spigot and our traffic started plummeting. And I turned to my husband and I, and again, this is that idea of like building your business on rented land. Not that we didn't have our site, but still we were so reliant on Facebook to drive traffic. And what we noticed though in our analytics, and this is another one of my tips, live in your analytics, like see what's working and what's not working as you're running these cheap, fast tests. And what we noticed was Pinterest was driving us traffic without us doing anything. So we said, we need to double down on that. My husband built a pop-up app. If you go to Catch My Party, you'll see it right now. And all it does is it pops up, it's really pretty, and it says, follow us on Pinterest. And to this day, I think we get with our pop-up something like somewhere between three and 400 followers on Pinterest a day. These are real Pinterest followers. So many people discover us on Pinterest, which is a visual search engine. We have beautiful content. Again, it clicks. It like, you know, it works for us. So you're on Pinterest, you're planning your son's superhero party, you click on a pin, you end up on my on my site, a pop-up shows up as soon as you land and says, follow me on Pinterest, you just came from Pinterest. So chances are you trust that we're a good site and you're going to follow us. It's kind of like this really great uh, flywheel. So Pinterest drives a ton of traffic to catch my party, millions of page views a month. However, Pinterest now is also turning down their spigot of traffic because Pinterest, you know, was this kind of like a visual Google sending you off of Pinterest to go to, you know, go figure out, get that recipe or that craft or party idea, whatever it was. And now Pinterest is saying, whoa, we have to uh, we need to switch up our business model and keep people on the platform and therefore trying to get creators to create on Pinterest. So they're less likely now to be wanting to send you off of the platform and drive more traffic to bloggers. Therefore you go, okay, that's changing. What else can we do? And so we do a lot now with SEO, whereas we were always SEO focused, but I think we've doubled down on that even more getting traffic from Google. So you always have to be switching it up. Now, if you want to grow your, your followers and you've got a blog or a site you own, check out our pop-up app because if you have traffic, I promise you I can convert those into followers or email subscribers. So go to milotree.com, sign up. You get your first 30 days free so you can test it out and see if it works. But I promise you, you got traffic, it will. So that was kind of how we came. So notice we solved our own problem. We had a traffic. Oh, and by the way, I didn't share this with the, our pop up app. You can grow your followers on Pinterest, but also Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And we just rolled out the ability to grow your TikTok followers and you can grow your email subscribers. But this all came because now all of a sudden our custom our, our user base changed like this was no, you know, we've got our catch my party users who are typically moms planning parties, but because we're big time bloggers, 
I'm part of this whole blogging community. And we said to each other, we built the pop-up for us, but then we said, hey, wait a second, I think we could help other bloggers grow their followers. And they said to us, this was just when it was Pinterest. And they're like, you know what we really want? We want a version that will grow Instagram. And we're like, hey, we could build that. And then people said, hey, we want YouTube. Cool, we'll build it. We want Facebook, we'll build it. We want email, we'll build it. Now TikTok. So just know you've got to be always listening to what your customers, what your audience is saying to you. And that's how we built our pop-up app. Just experiencing in real time and being able to pivot quickly. Is there like a go-to source to find all this stuff? Like how, how can they stay up to date on all of that? I would say typically Facebook groups. Like you want to know, I'm sure now there are discord groups or Slack channels, but traditionally I would start on Facebook and search for, you know, for example, like food bloggers, like there are so many enormous Facebook groups just for food bloggers to start talking about what's working, what's not working there. Are, like I'm in TikTok, Facebook groups and Instagram. And so you will start to hear stuff. And now then everybody will be a prognosticator or somebody who has had tremendous success on a platform where it will spout out like this is how it works. And the truth is, maybe, but you don't know. And the algorithms can be really different depending on what niche you're in or what your account looks like. So you always have to take the advice with a grain of salt. But you will become like one thing as a creator, find other creators to partner with. They are not your competition. The internet, I say this a lot, is a really big place. So work with the people who are your competitors, befriend them, start following them on Instagram, like commenting on their stuff. Now, does it feel bad when all of a sudden they've had tremendous success and you feel like you're treading water? Absolutely. That's just kind of par for the course for being in this feeling your feelings and your self-esteem will always kind of uh, if you um, if you don't manage it, it can you can feel very vulnerable. However, you befriend somebody, you befriend people who are slightly bigger than you, who are slightly smaller than you, and you find ways to work together because what is it? All tides, the all, all tides raise all ships or whatever that is, but it's true. something like that <laughs> on the internet. It is totally, it is totally true on the internet. So get out of your bubble and, and also cross pollinate because you can learn from other people in other niches, watch what they're doing, befriend them and you will find opportunities, you know? So definitely uh, be and be listening. And yes, you can subscribe to newsletters and like social media examiner and things like that. Listen to podcasts. That's another great way. Um, but know, though, that, you know, things can be seasonal as well. So you want to be leaning into where people are. You want to write. I call it like writing other people, writing trends. So right now it's spring and people are going outside and chances are they're going to start barbecuing. And how can you lean into that trend? Interesting. I love that. That's, that's, it's fascinating, you know, cause I think it's, it's so interesting for people who, you know, are, are wanting to start their own brands and like wanting to start sort of these creator journeys. It can be hard to know where to start in a way. And so I, I love sort of that guidance of, you know, join these Facebook groups, like, 
listen to your competition, talk to your competition, because it, you know, if you, if you approach it sort of collaboratively, it's a win for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't call them your competition. I'd call them people in your niche. Mm, okay. Just even like what you call it, it is. So be mindful of not necessarily seeing them as such. Mm, mm-hmm. That terminology, that the word yeah. choice matters so much. hundred percent. Yeah, well, I, I, I also was going to say, you do talk a lot about, in fact, niche and focusing on a niche, I think is one of the key lessons you've shared on your podcast as one of your golden rules. Uh, Jillian, do you want to talk a little bit about your five secrets and rules that you share with bloggers and creators? Uh, Absolutely. I, I think they would benefit, our audience would definitely benefit from hearing more about those. Like mind share is so hard to get, right? Where people think of something and then they think of you or a brand. And so you want to be really consistent. And that's why the more specific your niche is, the better. Because if you're like, well, I do a lot of things. Again, this is where it's the difference between I serve an audience who has some specific problem that I can help them solve versus it's like the Jillian show. And like, you should just follow me because I live this like magical life and I, I can't be pinned down. Uh, if, if you're a celebrity, Godspeed, you know, you're Kim Kardashian, people will follow whatever you do. But for you, sorry, like just find your lane and stick and dig deep. Don't be wide, go deep, deep, deep into what that is because that's why then people start to go, oh, like, so again, what I was sharing about Instagram, our Catch My Party account, like, go look at it. It's beautiful. And it is all party ideas. And there is not one image of my daughter because nobody cares. Like, that's not my brand. Like, if I were a lifestyle blogger or mommy blogger or parenting, you would see photos of my daughter. But it's like off brand. So be thinking about what is on brand and what is off brand. So yes, be in a specific niche because that's how you get known. If you are also, I recommend every influencer has a blog and you're going to want to do SEO and you want Google to see you as an expert. And guess what? The more narrow that expertise is, the more likely Google is to recognize you as an expert in that thing. So there are many reasons why niching down is incredibly valuable. And in terms of what I see for the people who are creators who are just having tremendous success, they also sell products. So not just affiliate products, but their own products, whether, and this is why we created Milo Tree Easy Payments, because chances are you're an expert with a small e. And we help creators and bloggers set up, say, a paid workshop where you show up on Zoom, you sell a bunch of seats to it. People show up and learn from you and get connected to you. And it's like a great way to monetize because it's a way to go directly to your audience to monetize. So, yes, you want to build an audience. However, here's the secret that they don't tell you. Your audience, like your followers on Instagram, don't make you money directly. Like, or or just because, like, I've got 20,000 followers on Instagram or TikTok. Like, money doesn't fly through the windows. It's because then you take that audience and you take them off the platform and then you sell to them. And so there are a variety of ways to do that. But do not think the goal is just followers. 
that's top of your funnel. Now you got to have a funnel where you are selling them goods and services, things like that. So all successful uh, uh, content creators that I see sell services and product could be coaching, something like that, but something where uh, you are not just monetizing, say, working with sponsors on whatever that platform is or on your blog. They also are moving their followers onto their email list. It sounds so unsexy. It's like the least sexy thing to talk about email marketing. It is so powerful. The money, people say this, took me so long to internalize this lesson. The money is in your list. Especially when the social media followers can be taken away or can be tightened up, as you've alluded to, whether it's with Facebook or Pinterest or others. It's really important to have that direct relationship, I think. Is, uh, is that the key point, the key takeaway here? It is. And you can nurture them and you can build that trust. So, so know that that is super, super duper important. You want to be funneling your audience someplace else. And just to go through these really quickly, uh, successful creators look at their analytics to figure out what's working. They build stuff fast, cheaply that doesn't scale, doesn't matter at the beginning. Um, and, so they're testing all the time. They're taking it in stride when their experiments fail. And let's see, did I hit them all? Uh, do you remember what my fifth one was? I, I don't remember. But that those, if you are thinking about your business as a business, not taking it personally, you will mm. have so much more success. You are Jill, not your business. Jillian, I feel like we're just all sitting in a masterclass right now. Like we, I, I want to just, you know, feel like we need like hours to get through everything and all, you know, and I, I know we're coming up sort of on the end of time. So I, you know, wanted to just take a second, um, listeners live in the audience. Um, if you guys have a question for Jillian, feel free to tap that microphone in the bottom right hand corner. Now's your time to ask, cause we are coming up at the end of our show. Um, sort of as we're waiting to see if anyone's going to join the queue and, uh, and talk to Jillian, I just want to ask, um, what's next for you? You know, what are you, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? What does the next year and, and projects look like for you? I'm, I'm super excited about Milo Tree Easy Payments because I am watching creators have so much success using our platform to sell to their audiences. That's like all I want, because the truth is you're all here as creators and the dream is to do this as a full, t- you know, make, make an income doing this and get rich doing this. But I don't, I think that there are a lot of like shiny objects that are really distracting. And the truth of the matter is you need to make money. And so I want to help creators make money. And that I'm really excited about. That is exciting. And Olivia, let us know if we do have a query. But in the meanwhile, you know, this is an off the wall question, but folks uh, do want to know this. What are some of the most unique, bizarre, surprising parties that folks have shared? Uh, Is there anything really uh, off the wall that you can share with us? That's number one. And then number two, What's the most common challenge or question you get as a, also a business coach and leader and inspirer of others? Uh, would love to hear those two things as we start to wind down. Okay. Well, first I want to tell you that, you know, how the internet can be like this cesspool and stuff. Well, 
my community for Catch My Party is so lovely. Oh my God, it's so lovely. The times where we've had to take down party photos because somehow they were explicit or whatever, I can count them on like one hand. So the people on our site are just so creative in terms of what they do. And I think there was like one bachelorette party where we had to remove photos. But I just think that that is such a testament to the fact that the internet can be such a beautiful place as well, creative. And most of our users, people who add party photos to our site are moms. And as a mom myself, we can be so uncelebrated so the fact that I get to celebrate these moms and show off what they do just is so incredibly satisfying. So I don't, that's kind of a roundabout way of kind of dodging. I've seen a lot of but, like Encanto parties recently, oh, whatever the latest Disney yeah. movie or kids uh, themed movie that's out seems to be quite popular uh, pretty consistently. So here's the thing, though, that I would say I say to all content creators and I came up with this idea and it has stuck and it's one of the things people in my audience talk about and it is the idea of doing what I call B minus work and remember because if you are shooting for perfection you are like on the path to hell like it is a very very uh, dark path but if you could do B minus level work you will get stuff done. And by the way, when I say B minus, remember, B minus is above average. I'm not telling you just to phone it in or do a bunch of crap. I am saying care about what you're doing, but let it not be perfect. Let it be a little rough. Let it be a little embarrassing. Like if you're sitting here going, oh, do I press publish or post or whatever? Oh, I, I feel weird. Do it. So that's my last piece of advice. Just Put stuff out there. You will learn. You know, it's so funny because I was talking to somebody about starting a pod. I was talking to somebody who has a successful podcast. And both of us were talking about how those early podcast episodes are so cringy. Like we would never want to go back to those episodes. Like I can't listen to my early podcast episodes. I can't look at my early blog posts. Like it's so painful. But you get better. But the only way you get better is by doing it over and over again and allowing yourself to be embarrassed. That fast iteration is key. The perfect is the enemy of the good, essentially. Yes. 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 So as Brilliant. Was, but that is truly, if there's one thing I could tell you, it's just post, 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 post. Learn, 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 learn and be embarrassed. If you're not cringing, you're in like, you're, you're, you're working too hard. I just want to chime in for a second. We've got a caller in the queue, Roberto. I'm going to pick you up. I'd love for you to ask your question. Um, Jillian, just for context for you, Roberto is a calling creator as well. And he's got a wonderful, wonderful business called the Expeditioners where he travels all over the place with his family. Um, Big, I'm a big fan of his content, and I'm glad, so glad he called. Oh, thank you, Olivia. Really appreciate it. I was uh, jumping, been listening to the whole call, Jillian. I really appreciate uh, you doing this podcast. You know, for for a guy that's been around in this industry for 15 years, I uh, 
I, I, I'm always learning more and always being like, damn, yeah, I did do that mistake for the last X amount of years. But uh, I won't take you up too much. But I said, you know what? I'll take advantage of having this uh, very uh, intelligent person that uh, it looks like has great ideas. And I'll take advantage and ask her a question. And uh, yeah. And so for us, it's, I guess, I'm, uh, I started as an extreme athlete with my lady. Then it led into, so all the gears that companies that we work with are like, tents and sleeping bags and SUVs and, and, and whatnot. And then we had children <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and we had one, two, three, <laughs> and they're all under the age of six. And we do, wow. trot, we do trot around the world with them. Um, but at the same time, my wife loves to be, and I used to always take very sexy pictures of her in her bikini and diving. And, and she really is coming back to that after, I guess, five years of breastfeeding. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess my question is, I'm having an identity crisis on how to focus my pages. And we have multiple. We have the Expeditioners, Expeditioners Family, Expeds Roberto. And I just keep flip-flopping on what the focus should be um, for us. And one of the, I guess I'll add is, one of the things that has been fortunate for us is being these different tangents. It's how I've usually pitched to brands, yet at the same time, what should I focus on? Okay. I would say two things, check in with yourself and your wife and what feels most exciting to you. But then I would say, start asking your audience, look at your analytics. Like what, are you a blogger as well? Uh, no, actually, you know, I used to have a blog. I used to have an online magazine and then I did so well with social media and I was an early Facebooker with a couple hundred thousand fans. And, uh, and I used to get like 5,000 likes per photo on Facebook in the early days. And then the tap closed and closed and closed. Um, and so, so I've been doing this for a long time and have ridden the waves, but I do feel in some ways that I'm not going fast enough. And I guess I'm always looking forward to like, oh, should I be on TikTok as well? And this and that. So, um, yeah, I guess. Okay. So I would say one, make sure you have a blog. It doesn't have to be beautiful, whatever, Mm -hmm. but just so that you have a home on the internet where you can then connect. Think of it as the hub and everything else is spoke off of that. And do, do people really thing? go there? <laughs> yes. Well, because again, like you can be repurposing your content, but yes, because I would lean into SEO and right. I would, I would, but also do you have an email list? Uh, I, I used to have a really big one because I had an online magazine. And then, to be honest, uh, my I found my niche in shooting uh, product-related content for brands. And we focus mm-hmm. on the paddle boards, the Jeep Gladiator. We had a show on Discovery with 90 million impressions uh, here in Canada. And, uh, and so I found my niche. And so I guess basically I reached the point where I was like, oh, I don't really need all this other stuff. You do. Um, yeah. You do. I, yeah, Funnel for sure. Because <laughs> here's the thing that I'm going to say to you. Yeah. Own your audience. Own your audience. So True. it's like the, the not sexy part that I'm but talking I, about. But these are the building blocks. I guess I've just been so busy. Yeah. And, and only now have I hired two assistants. One's an intern. One's paid. And they live in my building. And, uh, and basically, one guy is now helping me just with so many of these different projects. I just And with three little ones that are oh. always around. It's been that uh, next yes. to impossible to add blocks on top. <laughs> totally. So here's the thing. B minus work. Make it crappy. Make it right. crappy. But I would definitely make sure that you've got those building blocks in place that are not sexy so that you don't have to be 
kind of because what happens is you end up on kind of a treadmill. Is that how you feel? Like yeah, you, yeah, for sure. You've got to be constantly hustling and yeah. getting brand opportunities and creating content, and there's no way that you can kind of rest. Yes, mo- mo- most definitely. <laughs> so these are strategies to build the pieces so that ultimately then you can pick and choose what it is you are you know, you want to focus on, but I would be talking to your audience and seeing where it's connecting, like where go into your analytics. What is your, what is your biggest social platform right now? Is it still Facebook? Oops. Oh, Robert. Oh, are you, oh, he's are back. You? Okay. Okay. Here we go. So, sorry about that. My signal okay. just disappeared and I disappeared okay. off of everything. <laughs> um, where so is your but- biggest platform? Um, well, it used to be Facebook. Uh, Numbers-wise, I guess it's still Facebook with 200,000 or so. And then uh, Instagram uh, as well uh, has been one of our, our main... I guess Instagram is primarily where clients go see our content now nowadays. Right. But the Facebook fan base is people that have been following us for 12 years and are right. my parents' right. age and a little younger right. than that. Right. And they don't go on Instagram and we still, like, it's their real name when you see them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when you're ch- talking to them. It's a bit, it's quite different to the other ones. So I guess it's a bit of a mix of the three, but definitely Instagram uh, took forefront uh, for, for quite some time. So start funneling, get put together on Canva some quick and dirty opt-in and start getting people to subscribe to your list and right. start building a list of people who will had, buy from you. Imagine I had lists of thousands and I was just like, I don't even know where I put them on my computer. Um, yeah. um, but, but it also with success was I got kind of relaxed uh, yeah. as well. So, yeah. but now, now I'm hungry again. Cause I got three and a not so massive one bedroom. That being said, we are right in front of the ski resort Whistler. So. <laughs> oh, nice, 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 nice. Yes. Well, well, thank you. I won't take up all your time. Yeah, best of luck. Thank you. Oh, so awesome. Thank you so much, Jillian. Uh, we are coming to the end of the time. I just want to say a huge, huge thank you, Jillian. Thank you so much for today. Um, this has been absolutely fantastic. I know everyone in the audience really just benefited from this. I can't wait to, to, to get the reactions of everyone who's going to listen to this published as well. Um, and this has just been absolutely fantastic. Um, yes. Thank you oh, so wait, much. Because, so here's the thing. Go grab my opt-in. If you go to mylotree.com slash secrets, you will get a PDF of these five things that I see bloggers and content creators do over and over again to grow six and seven figure businesses. So mylotree.com slash secrets. So grab it's great. It. I've downloaded it. It's fantastic. Thank you very much, Jillian. Oh, absolutely. This is so fun. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can reach out to me, DM me on Instagram at mylotree or email me at Jillian at mylotree.com. I'd love to answer any questions you guys have. This is great. And Olivia, why don't we wrap things up by, uh, again, thank you so much uh, to Jillian. We can follow Jillian uh, through her brands and businesses at Catch My Party, at Milo Tree, and her podcast, uh, Blogger Genius, uh, the Blogger Genius podcast. uh, So you can 
uh, listen to all of her great episodes, which come out regularly. And Olivia? And follow us on Creator All-Stars at Creator All-Stars on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Thank you all for joining, and we'll see you next time on Creator All-Stars. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys.